As educators, we're always looking for great project ideas, great project resources, especially things that help connect to those standards that we need to teach. In today's episode, we're going to chat with someone who has helped create a website filled with project-based learning resources for any K-5 classroom for every kid. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, educators, we're always looking for those great ideas to bring STEM and those kinds of projects into our classroom. Today, I'm excited to chat with Jeff Imrick. Jeff and Sung A. Yang are the co-founders of Rock by Rock, and you can find out more about it at rockbyrock.com. And they're all about making project-based learning accessible and easy for educators in that K-5 to education space. Welcome to the show today, Jeff. Uh, hey, Chris, really excited to be here uh, and chat with you today. So thanks for uh, having us. Yeah, and definitely if educators want to find out more, first of all, head to rockbyrock.com. Jeff, uh, why Rock by Rock? That's just kind of a curious name. Yeah. So uh, as you know, like when kids are doing stuff that's real world and relevant, it's like Mm -hmm. super motivating. And we want all of our learning to be stuff that empowers kids to Mm -hmm. have agency and voice and make change in the world. And we also believe that all of us have the power to make change by taking small steps and building rock by rock towards yeah. a better future. That's awesome. So that's sort of our, our ethos is that, you know, empowering kids and educators to make that change. So educators already sounds very fascinating, very exciting. There's so many projects available on their website. Great uh, combination of online content and then hands-on stuff. And we're going to talk all about it and how how to make it easy for the kids in your classroom. Jeff, just first talk a little bit about uh, you're an educator and then you found that there's really a big need, uh, you and Sung A, uh, to create this. Yeah. So Sung A and I have collectively been in education for a little over 40 years now. Um, and we've we've worked in a lot of different settings. We've been teachers. We've done curriculum. We've um, supported teachers. We've worked with community folks on like trying to you know redesign aspects of school to help more kids get to and through college. And one of the things we found in working really closely with kids, parents, and teachers to help design new learning experiences is that when kids are engaged in like a deeply motivating project where like they're exploring and investigating and they're doing something that they is relevant to them and they care about they're like learning is on fire yeah. and you know there's a type of thing where you would walk into classrooms and and like you get that tingly feeling you know yeah. that you get when you're like oh like magic is happening here and our teachers would say things like this is like the bright spot of our week like this is yeah. the bright spot of our month we love doing it and then they would also say this is super hard Right. Like, it takes me to plan this. It's just like, I'm exhausted. And they're like, I want this to be what's true, but like, like a lot keeping me from having the time to be able to pull this off. Like there's gotta be an easier way to do it. Mm-hmm. And folks would come and visit and say like, this is amazing, but like, we don't know how we would pull it off because planning these types of experiences from scratch takes a ton of time, resources, money. And so they're like, if there was a way to get a leg up, like, so we could do this, but we didn't have to start over every time. And so we started Rock by Rock to try and do that. Like, how can we make this easier and more accessible for everybody? Um, so you don't have to start from scratch. Yeah. And these projects, they're they're basically online modules, but 
like you said, they 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 work to really build in that that hands-on aspect, that project-based learning aspect that that so many educators are trying to, like you said, Jeff, build into their classroom, but often lack the resources, time, and 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 because of the projects that that you've designed are, are replicatable for for any teacher in any classroom anywhere. You have the benefit; you can connect with a particular person, record some thoughts from an expert in the field connected to careers and things. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Chris. I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Our projects have like two two main components. There's a set of online content that's student facing so that you're not planning all of the the visuals and the materials and the videos like that's ready for you to go. And then there's a set of offline experiences that are experiments, investigations, uh, other hands-on activities that kids will do to explore a phenomenon, unpack a concept. And so it's kind of like the marriage of the online and the offline that really go together. Because I think we've all seen from COVID that there's a lot of power in the online, mm -hmm. but like kids still need those hands-on experiences. They do. They really do. Um, and then what that, what we hope that does as a teacher is like, that gives you a jumping off point that you can then figure out like, okay, what groups do I want to work with? How do I want to supplement? Who do I need to coach? And I think the other thing that you mentioned, which is the experts is that our projects for third through fifth grade all feature like a virtual um, asynchronous expert. So when you're learning about gorillas and gorilla conservation and the impact of mining for natural resources on gorillas, mm -hmm. you're hearing from an expert in the Congo, Jackson, who's the director of the Grace Gorilla Center doing okay. the work on the ground. That's the type of thing that we can do with the online content that you could also do in your classroom, but also yeah. takes a lot longer to plan and like find those experts and bring them in. Right. And again, you can build off of some of these projects. You can uh, constantly tie back to them throughout the school year. These these really not only serve as projects, but they also serve as launching points to so much more curriculum that we do in our classroom. Jeff, I know educators are always concerned about, about the money. So I, I just want to breach it right here. And every program, every resource out there does cost something, but you do offer a free trial. And there's so many different ways that educators can get to, to help pay for these kinds of things, grants, things like that. But it really is pretty inexpensive, the starting point to get a, a classroom license, or if a family is listening at home and, and works with home education, there's some uh, resources and ways to make that happen as possible. Yeah, it's it's true. And we want our projects to be as affordable and as accessible to as many kids as possible. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason we got into this was that we felt like equitable access to this type of learning was just yeah. not a thing. And so we we try and make it as at, we offer it at the lowest price point we can. Um, if folks are interested, there is a free trial on the website. If you are or like, I really want to do this, but I'm not sure how I would pay for it. You should email support at rockbyrock.com. Um, we have worked with um, schools and organizations where we've gotten grants to support the work or other kinds of partnership. And so um, we really care about access. And so we really want to make sure that, you know, all, all teachers and educators are able to, to take advantage. Yeah. And again, educators are, are always looking for those types of resources. And, and there's always people behind creating those resources. We just have to somehow find a way to to make those things possible to bring those into our classroom. And and compared to a lot of things out there, Jeff, uh, Rock by Rock is very affordable, very um, simple. And again, most importantly, we're looking for things like that that are simple and easy to use for educators. Now, you already mentioned a couple of different projects. You know, how does a teacher go about using some of those in a classroom? Yep. So our our platform is set up like a library. You think about like if you were to log into Netflix or Disney Plus and you mm -hmm. see a whole bunch of shows that you have available to you, mm -hmm. 
we're trying to structure it so that our library is uh, projects and resources that you have available. Mm -hmm. And there are sort of two kinds on there. There are fully planned projects where you get sort of a student mission, like uh, how can I help save the rainforest and a take action project, like I'm going to create a public service video to raise awareness about it. Mm -hmm. You can get that full resource bundled together. But we also have uh, a library with disaggregated resources. So the virtual field trips, all of the informational texts that are part of the projects. Um, and so if you wanted to sort of mix and match, mm -hmm. you could also go to the library and sort of mine it as source material for your projects. But the way it works, like let's say you picked a full project. Um, okay. Let's say you're going to do Portress is one of the teachers we work with in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And Portress, uh, we were working with her last year. She's like, listen, I'm having a hard time teaching some of these physical science standards okay. in, in an engaging way for my kids. So what we came up with is a project, it's called Save Our Brains, which is about traumatic brain injury. So kids yeah. explore brain, brain function, and then how speed um, and energy and collisions can actually impact your brain physically. Yeah. And so if kids were to do the Save Our Brains project, you would log on and you get access to sort of the online lessons organized in an LMS format. Okay. And that has, it has text. So that every, every project has an anchor text. There's video, there's interactive um, games and features. Mm -hmm. um, you get the mission log, which is like a printable notebook that you mm -hmm. can also share through Google Classroom that has all the hands-on activities in it. Mm -hmm. There's a teacher's guide, which is a pretty simple teacher's guide. Like we've been on the receiving end of 600 page lesson plan. <laughs> like nobody no. got time to internalize a 600 page lesson plan. No, so not going to happen. Not going to happen. It's just like, it's just, you, you feel like you've been hit by a ton of bricks. So we worked with one of our teachers, Melissa out in California to sort of, she was like, she's like, here's how we can calibrate this. And so um, they're actually like pretty succinct, just what you need to get going. And then a materials list. Most of the projects use off the shelf materials that are pretty commonly available. That's great. Uh, and so you can use the teacher's guide to internalize and get started. And then you can go through the, the lessons and they sort of alternate between the online and the hands-on. And we found that our teachers have found it like pretty easy to use for them and for their kids. You know, I was talking with Ebony, who's another one of our teachers in Alabama. And she said, you know, normally when I buy something, I have to spend a lot of time customizing it. Yeah. She's like, but this was like one of the few things where I've opened it and been like, oh, this is everything I need. The rigor is there. So I'm not trying to like recalibrate for like the level of depth that my kids are going to get to. And like, I just add the lessons that I want to add in when I feel like there's something more that my kids need or I want to supplement. And so we have found that it's it's pretty easy for teachers to sort of like open and go. Yeah. And that's awesome because that's what that's what teachers need. They need that that plug and play that that easy to use because why have something if it's already going to be just as complicated as creating it on your own? So right. um, you've you've got all the resources, you've got the materials, Jeff, you've put them there. Again, it's at rockbyrock.com. You can find out more. You can look through all the different types of projects. You've got stuff for both K to two and three to five. I know you mentioned that the three to five have a lot of uh, built-in experts, uh, which is which is really phenomenal. It's so important for for STEM education to have kids see those relevant, practical, real aspects, not just a, a random let's just say the rainforest that are you know a thousand miles away and and never having anything concrete, visual in front of them. Yeah, exactly. And I would say for the K two and the three five are set up a little bit differently, um, mm -hmm. in part because. Uh, K2 and 3.5 need slightly different things. Right. Um, K2 is set up to be a little more centers based. So there are some things that you use, some literacy lessons and some STEM lessons that you would do whole group. And then there are some self-directed centers based activities that you can set up in your classroom. And so it's, it's modular. So there are different ways you can configure it. And then the third through fifth grade is set up so that you could do it whole group. 
You could also do it small group where you have different groups working together and you're circulating, or you could also do something more self-directed where you have put kids in partners or pairs. And right. because all the content is student facing, they can kind of work through that together with you circulating as a coach. And we have teachers who use it um, in, in all those different ways. Yeah. And again, these projects can be done in a whole group setting, uh, small group, and, and even self-directed, like you mentioned, Jeff. So that's great to know that they're customizable. Not only are they easy to use, but you can uh, adapt to whatever the situation, the needs are in your in your classroom. So I, I know you mentioned literacy and there's those reading aspects. So of course, those are going to be tailored to grade level reading, right? Yep. So the each project has uh, an anchor text, mm -hmm. um, which is a it depend like roughly thirty page, not like thirty page word document, thirty page, but like thirty mm -hmm. page, lots of visual, student accessible, thirty mm -hmm. page. Right? Each project has an anchor informational text where kids are doing just authentic reading to mm -hmm. learn more about the content that they're learning about, yeah. and um, that comes with opportunities for teachers to do lessons. And this is where it's like it's up to teachers, right? Like if you're a fourth grade teacher and you want kids to read the text you're reading to learn, they're going to read that. They're going to take out the information they need for their final project, and they're going to keep going. Right. But if you decide like, hey, like I actually want to do a shared reading lesson with this text, like you can you can read the text together. You can look at the text features. You can talk about central idea and supporting detail. And so you have a play, you can sort of decide like how how much you want to lean in on that. And then the the take action projects all also have a literacy component. Mm -hmm. um, so kids are doing something to make change in the world. It might be building a model, writing a letter to Congress, creating a public service video, producing a newscast, producing a podcast. And so students are writing that, they're producing it, and then they're presenting it or performing it. And so it's getting at reading, writing, listening, and speaking. Yeah. Um, and so that's also a place where, you know, kids are really uh, taking STEM and STEM concepts, but applying it through a literacy lens. Right. And I'm so glad you mentioned some of those different aspects of literacy, Jeff, besides just the reading part. It's it's also the speaking, the listening, the uh, all those different aspects of literacy that, that frankly, our kids over the past number of years are, are really missing out on as they more and more just engage with visual uh, videos and things on a, on a device. And they just kind of scroll and scroll and scroll and um, they need that aspect. And again, they also need that hands-on aspect, which is which is great because uh, the projects are really neat educators. I mean, I've looked through them. It's, it's really neat, the, the opportunities that they've got. And again, it connects with those actual hands-on projects you can do in your classroom. Maybe just give an example of what, what one of those looks like, Jeff. Yeah, sure. So one of our projects is Save the Elephants. Okay. So kids are learning about elephants, why they're endangered, elephant conservation. They're also getting at some of the life the life science standards about life cycle and why you know different species live in in groups or herds and the benefits of that. And um, pause right there, standards. So those educators are hitting all those standards that are built in, and and those are all listed in those projects as well. Awesome, Jeff. Back to it. Yes, I'm really glad you mentioned that. All the projects are standards aligned. Um, national science, reading, writing, um, social, emotional, and the arts. Because we've all got to get those standards. We got to check those boxes off. Check those, but, we, but, we, but we want those hands-on aspects. And that's where that project learning really exactly. can, can engage and connect and hook those kids. So in that project, elephants, they're not actually like having an elephant in their in their backyard at home. No, I mean, that would be kind of amazing. We haven't figured out how to scale that yet. Um, <laughs> 
But if we could, I think that'd be incredible. That'll be um, that augmented we, reality piece, you know, that's a, right. a few that's years right. from now that you add. That's so. right. That's that that'll be the future of the future of learning. Yeah. Um, kids do meet asynchronously um Shay Hoffman, who is the elephant care professional at the Birmingham Zoo. Okay. Um so you know, if you can't have the elephant in your yard, you can talk to someone who does. That's awesome. Um, but for hands-on activities, so kids make a model of an, uh, an elephant herd to demonstrate the benefits of group living, but they do it through a mosaic. So we're getting okay. some of those in there. Um, they also learn a little bit about some of the, the physical science standards about how energy and sound travel through waves. So they do a couple of experiments where they're um, looking at how sound travels and specifically through the lens of the fact that elephants are able to communicate over long distances. Um, and so they don't do that through vocalizations through the air. They actually do that through vocalizations through their feet. And then the mm -hmm. sound waves travel through the ground. So kids do an experiment with string and spoons, and they try and sort of simulate hearing like how sound can travel through so uh, solid objects as opposed to just through the air. And that's to help them understand elephant communication. So everything that they're doing, we're trying to tie into like the, what is sort of the aspect of the, the project that will like really help you deeply understand it. And in that case, it's a little more interdisciplinary because we're also applying, you know, life science and physical science standards in one, you know, yeah. one context. That's awesome. That the more kind of curricular boundaries that we break down and, and build together, the more that becomes relevant for our students. And, that, and that's awesome. And, and at all this time, I just imagine that elephants have those great big ears so they can hear things far away. So you're you're blowing my mind as well here, Jeff. Uh, again, uh, Jeff Emmerich from rockbyrock.com. He and Sung A. Yang are the co-founders. Uh, find out more about it, educators. Find out, sign up for a free trial. Find out information by emailing support at rockbyrock.com. Jeff, STEM education is changing so quickly. And there's, there's so many different resources out there. There's so many uh, new things available. Teachers have to kind of dig their way through all those different things. What do, what do you hope about the, the future of STEM education? Yeah, such a big question. I, I wish we had two hours to talk about this, Chris. Um, <laughs> I think there's so much potential and so much possibility. I think one of the things that I, I hope most, in too many cases, I think STEM is on the periphery. Mm -hmm. especially in elementary classrooms yeah. Um, because teachers have so many demands on their time. They might not have time. a STEM program, yep. you know, there might not be time in the schedule and, and yet like STEM is where kids get to do the deeper learning, the critical thinking, the hands-on, they get to build those 21st century skills. And so my, my hope is actually that we're able to move from having STEM more at the periphery in more places to being more at the center yeah. and that we're doing more interdisciplinary learning that is elevating STEM so that kids are grappling with STEM concepts, they're engaging with the content, they're doing real world stuff. Oh, and they're also building reading and math through that lens yeah. um, as opposed to like, oh, oh like I'm, I'm desperately trying to find 10 minutes at the end of the day to fit that in. And that's no teacher's fault. Like teachers have all the constraints that they have to work with, but like yeah. as a system and a society, We've got to like find a way to make that happen. There are a lot of things I, I want to be true related to VR and access and like whatever, but like really at its core, it's like, mm -hmm. how do we center this? And that's yeah. part of what we're trying to do. That's awesome, Jeff. Uh, it's it's more than building just a STEM class. It's about building a STEM culture of learning in our in our classrooms and schools. So, uh, Jeff, the question I love to ask everybody, and, and I'm going to ask it to you like this. If you could have anybody from STEM, past or present, be one of those amazing guest speakers in one of your modules on Rock by Rock, who would that be? Okay, so... It's really hard for me to pick one person here. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I mean, you probably get that from folks, but like 
we really are trying to prioritize having a diverse set of role models for kids mm -hmm. so that everybody who comes to our curriculum sees someone who looks like them and they yeah. think like oh, i could have that job yeah um, so knowing that i'd i'd want like 20 people who like <laughs> would be like amazing diverse role models for, awesome. for me for me in particular growing up this might be a slightly unconventional choice i don't know i would say walt disney yeah i think a lot of per people think of him as a businessman and a scientist but actually, like he was a pioneer in a lot of innovation in film. Yeah. Uh, he like pi helped pioneer like color in animation, feature late films. He helped develop cameras that actually were multi-plane cameras where you could actually have still art animation, but zoom through them so that you could see depth in a in a still image. Yeah. He, like it was a pioneer in animatronics. And so when I think about like interdisciplinary learning, here's a guy who like sits at the intersection of art imagination innovation engineering science and business and like that's like i think really cool to me that's that's those those renaissance individuals yes, throughout throughout, throughout history and that's and that's a little bit in essence of what we want our kids to become we want them to not just be i'm really good at math but everything else is terrible i'm really good at reading but you know i'm, I'm just not a math person you know it's just crossing all these curricular bounds which is really i think a lot of what project-based learning is all about I, Walt Disney was definitely doing project based in the early days of Disney when he was there. So awesome. Great, great example, Jeff. Really love that one. So really appreciate all the great information you've shared today. And, and I know educators are always looking for things like this to, to try out. And uh, really appreciate that you, you've shared all the, the great things that you have available at Rock by Rock. Any other last thoughts for the, the listeners today? We really want to get this out to support as many teachers and, and kids as possible. We really want to come from a place of support and empowering folks. Yeah. And so like we are on a learning journey with everybody that we work with. And yeah. so we want to work with you. We want to hear your feedback. We want to grow together. We want to build a community of folks who like want to try and elevate this type of learning more. And so I like I hope you check it out. I hope you try us out. And if you've got feedback, thoughts or questions, like really reach out because we want to get to know you and figure out how we can be a better partner. That's awesome. Educators, you heard it right from Jeff. Give that free trial a chance. Head to rockbyrock.com. Find out more. If you got questions, support at rockbyrock.com. Of course, all these are in the show notes as well. Uh, Jeff Emmerich, really appreciate you being on the STEM Everyday podcast today. And, and all the best to you and Sung A as you, as you keep providing more and more great projects to help make educators' project-based learning needs uh, happen. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Uh, it's been great. Really appreciate it. Yep. And again, educators really appreciate uh, listening today and finding out about all these things. And again, so many episodes, uh, so many great educators, so many great people do an amazing thing. Subscribe to the STEM Everyday podcast. Find out about all the different things that you can use to make STEM happen each and every day for every kid in your classroom. If you need to connect to me, head to dailystem.com. And until next time, keep on doing that most important job we're doing every day, helping every kid get excited and engaged in their learning.